My mum always said life was like a box of chocolates. I am Iron Man. I see dead people. May the force be with you. To infinity and beyond! I will not die sober! I'm here with my dad, and we never met, and he wants me to sing him a song. <laughs> and, um, I was adopted, but you didn't know I was born. So I'm here now. I found you, Daddy. And guess what? I love you. I love you. I love you. Wow. That was weird. Hey, guys. Welcome to Pop Poor Review, the movie podcast. Um, today... Is that from <laughs> Step Brothers? No, that's No, it's Elf. from the movie we're talking about today, Elf. Did you not watch it? I did. At one sure. point in time. Oh I was like, God. I do not believe it. No, <laughs> Elf is one of the ones that you usually watch every year, so. You Except this year. Because you didn't watch season. it. It's not Christmas season. Well, it is now. I was picturing Jimmy singing that, because I can picture him singing that. I'd be like, someone asked me to sing, so I'm singing. I love you. I love you. I love you. It's pretty much your buddy, to be honest with you. You're a more pessimistic buddy. You act like him, just without his optimism. I'm Eeyore. I've been told that on many you're occasions. You're Eeyore? If you're Eeyore's I've, emotions... Someone in who met me for the first buddy, time, they're like, you're Eeyore. You're no. Eeyore's emotions if you were in Buddy the Elf. Like, yeah. who, was, who, was, who had the same voice as Will Farrell, all that. But we're doing movies. Uh, Christmas movies. It's Christmas time. Hi, Jimmy. Hi, Kelly. Hi. Hi. Thanks for joining us. And if you haven't joined us, welcome. Um, we are doing... I'll have Buddy the Elf say it. Santa's coming in town. Santa! Oh, my God! I love that clip. I wanted to have that at the beginning, but I'm going to play that throughout every episode we are doing because I love it. This month, it is Santa Claus is Coming to Town month. We are going to be talking about movies involving Santa Claus. We've entered the Christmas season, so we definitely wanted to do something wholeheartedly Christmas. So obviously that means Santa. So it's going to be a fun month. I'm very excited. We obviously could have picked so many movies. We might, like all of our months, have to do a part two to this. So we hope you enjoy the movies we picked. Um, but yeah, so we're doing Elf today. Then we're doing Miracle on 34th Street. The 1940s 1947. One. Yeah, 1947, the original. Uh, then we are doing The Santa Claus. Uh, and then we are doing The Year Without Santa Claus. Jimmy, can you please grace us with a summary for Elf? Raised as an oversized elf, a human travels from the North Pole to New York City to meet his biological father, who doesn't know he exists in the desperate need of some Christmas spirit. The Rotten Tomato score is, critics say, 85%, and audience say 79%, which I was actually a little surprised by the audience. Oh, you were? Yeah, because based on everything you hear around the Christmas time, it's like, I think you hear Elf more than the Santa Claus. If anyone talks Christmas movies, I never hear people talk about the Santa Claus. I always talk about the Santa Claus. You hear people talk about Santa Claus, Grinch, and Elf. I got like, like the more modern ones. I don't know if I consider the Santa Claus modern. What is Another the what is, mo- of what modern? is modern to you? Two thousands, two thousands, and then what's now. like before that? Oldies like uh, Santa Claus is an old movie. Like it's almost just as old as classic. I guess. I just don't. But you don't think it's classic? I don't. I don't. I just don't. I, like when I think. Do of you Christmas, like the Santa Claus? <laughs> no, that's why. <laughs> my my mind just it, it's just like the the peanuts when someone says Santa Claus. Wah, 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 wah. <laughs> That's Jimmy for most people, probably, except for Midsummer. Anyway, moving on. The drink this month is called the Old St. Nick. Uh, it is a tweaked version of one that we already have done, the Naughty or Nice from last year. I didn't think it got the proper what was level. The, what was the Naughty or Nice we did last year? It was year? the Eggnog Martini. You actually liked it, so don't say you didn't. I don't remember it. I was about to be like, that's not the hot chocolate one. No, no, no. It was, that's, that's the one I want you to retool and make it better. Less 
actually that's like the less alcohol in that one. This is the second. This is our second season's Christmas one. It's the eggnog martini. I'm just sorry. I just like want everyone to know who is listen- who's listening to this right now is that we worked or Matt worked so hard on making this hot chocolate one, and me and Jimmy were so excited because it wasn't just like Swiss Miss. It was like we literally oops, I melted chocolate. We he melted chocolate. It was like it was a, it was so fun to watch, and then it actually was ruined by how much alcohol was. Put I'm pretty into sure it. we talked about it on the podcast. So just like listen to our first seasons. Christmas episode, and I think that is, I think we, like that's the first you half of our episode. You should retool that one, because that one just needed a little less alcohol, and it would have been delicious. Maybe next year, because this one, no, this one, like, I feel like I didn't get the deserve it needed, because, like, I really like this one, and I know, I don't think you tried it, because uh, we were from home, it. we were doing remotely still, yeah. but you tried it. Everyone in my family tried it, and, like, we were going to make it actually for, like, Christmas Eve. It was, like, really we, good. Was one of, like, Southern Comfort and eggnog and a martini glass? It was an eggnog martini. It wasn't a southern car. It was like, it's a martini with like eggnog and other like Christmas spices. But this one I tweaked a little bit and I hope it gets the, because now that we make videos for the drinks, but I hope it gets more it? recognition. I'm going to tell you. Eggnog, vodka, chocolate syrup, brown sugar, um, simple syrup, cinnamon, and then it's topped with whipped cream. It sounds very sweet. Literally, like I was preparing to like say this. I'm I like, could, he's going to deny that he I liked could, it. I could have <laughs> liked it. I don't remember it at all. It wasn't that. It was like, because the vodka kind of like makes it that like drinkiness so it kind of gets a little bit Did of you put a, chocolate syrup in it last time that's the it, it's more chocolate now, now 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 when you put the chocolate in do you like just drizzle it in the cup and then pour it in when i make my video so it's beautiful when i make my video i'm gonna drizzle it around the side so like it has that like those like lines on the outside on like when you see through make and then put like a little bit inside as well like a christmas tree I'm learning my drinking skill. I mean, my, my making of drink skills. As you can see, by the, if you watch the videos, it's very... I need Jimmy's help because sometimes holding the camera and pouring stuff in, when you don't realize, your cat, your phone just kind of goes away. It's called a tripod. Well, I don't... I think I do have one, but... I'm but like to be like, why don't you just use a <laughs> tripod? I, well, because I do it I do it like at our bar How in our apartment. How do you think all these Instagram influencers start out? I'm beginning to be... I'm trying to, I'm trying to get us to inst- influencer status. Why can't we... But anyway, that was our drink. Uh, I hope you can find our recipe on Patreon, and we hope you enjoy it. If you're not 21, don't drink. Have it. normal eggnog. Have isn't eggnog? No, you can get normal eggnog for normal people. In the carton, though, it's not alcoholic, right? You can get it already alcoholic. Oh, you can. There are one. Yeah, I don't think they can. Yeah. Okay. You know what they might have? They might have like a Southern Comfort eggnog that tastes like their Southern Comfort in there, but it's not. I was just saying because that would have to be. In a, I mean, in New York, that would have to be in a liquor store. Yeah. So I think it's like. Um, like flavored with Southern Comfort. Gotcha. Okay. We're moving on to our shotgun fact. And I didn't realize that how much... I mean, you read that there was a sequel, right? There was supposed to be a sequel. He turned it down. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I didn't realize actually how much like stuff went into behind the story, behind the scenes of the sequel. So I'm going to break it down. Um, and it was rumored that the sequel was supposed to happen. They offered to Will Farrell. They offered him $29 million. He said no. Because he said, I don't think, I think it would look pathetic if I tried to squeeze back into the tights and Buddy would be middle age. And she said it just wouldn't work now. Wait, how long after was this supposed to take place? Well, this was like in, he's talked about it like 2013, 2017. So like 10, at least 10 years after. Oh, okay. So that's what he said. But then there was a twist. (gasps) John Favreau has always said he's interested in following up on a sequel. He said, you can play with a narrative structure and you can play with the things in a way where you could do a cool version that fans would like and the people who were, and then if the people who were involved came back, it'd be, it'd be just as charmed and charming to 
from the original movie, and they they would want to come back and do it. But, but another twist. Mary mm-hmm. Steenburgen said no. No, that's the that's the whole so problem. The whole movie <laughs> fell apart. Back to the second twist. James Can has said they were going to do a sequel. He was so excited. He's like, I have a franchise. I have money. My kids can do whatever. And then apparently the director and Will did not get along. So John Favreau and Will Ferrell did not get along. Will Will Ferrell wanted to do it, but he wanted a new director. But John Favreau had in his contract, I guess, if there's a sequel, he has to direct it. And it was one of those things. So I think they should make this whole saga into a Netflix documentary. And I want to see it. The movies that made us. Bum bum. I think they did an elf episode. No, but then have I want to talk about this sequel They drama. need to have the movies that were almost made. Like Tiger King style, like how it's like a look at these crazy people. Look how look I what want, happens. I want lawsuits. Mm-hmm. I want people in jail. <laughs> I want who would be in jail though in this situation? Mary Steenburgen. She's <laughs> such a jerk. Poor Mary Steenburgen. So yeah, that's the, I I I did not realize the depth of the sequel drama, and I love it, and I want a Netflix documentary for it. Well, did you? I read want. I want. Carol Baskins in this. She actually na- <laughs> she narrates she narrates the whole thing. Did you read that? Like Elf originally was supposed to be way darker. That is in that's what I was gonna mention it throughout the podcast because like I I had all the things where like they said like some scenes where they originally were. John, thank God for John Favreau. We'll get into this in a second, but like he made this movie pretty much. Like he tweaked it where it was like not weirdly dark and like a cop shootout. It was very weird. Mm-hmm. Um, number two on the final day of shooting in New York City. It was just the director, John Favreau, Will Favreau, and a small crew driving around looking for locations to shoot. They would jump out and ask pedestrians if they were willing to be extras for some quick cash. While Farrell paraded around acting like Buddy, much of the montage when Buddy first arrived in New York City was filmed during that time. Which I thought, if someone came up to me like Buddy, or if I saw him, like, that's why I feel like New York is a perfect spot for, like, Christmas movies. Because, like, they're so pure and, like, New Yorkers are like, fuck you. Well, they also should have known Will Farrell because it was him fresh off of SNL. But it was his first leading role, so, like... Maybe if you don't watch SNL, you don't you don't know Will Ferrell. I don't know. It's like New York. I feel. I'm like sorry if you live in New York City. You should be and watching. You don't know SNL, SNL and you don't know who's on SNL. No, I can see a lot of the old like the no. old grumpy people. No, like, but Will Ferrell was such a namestay, like in like SNL. It's kind of like I feel like even if you didn't watch SNL, you knew that he was part of the cast. But here's the thing: I feel like New Yorkers just see things and they're like, oh, "Okay," like they just like, "What the hell's going?" I on? I think that happens. A lot. That's what I'm saying. I, that's why, like, I love New York as a setting because it's like they're just like what? everyone's so apathetic. They're so jaded. Like it's <laughs> like they're like, oh, like it could be oh, some crazy person's running around in an elf costume. You just have like headphones on and you just walk in. No, I know. So that's why I I, I thought that was interesting because even the Lincoln Tunnel, like they said, was like the I like the they did like a very guerrilla uh, style filming for that for like that montage. Like they placed the gum and I guess they had people while like people were just seeing him eat the gum off the. The, uh, which also I would never. I was like starting to like get so sick. I, I would never do that it. because like even placed gum on that gross ass yeah. railing for the subway is still disgusting. <laughs> Maybe they, they they sanitize it. I, that, I, you I probably sanitize still. It I probably would still like be like, I can't, I can't. You know what? It's our COVID brains thinking. We can't do this. No, like not even COVID brains. I would not do that pre COVID either. Even if you wiped it, I I wouldn't not. Because what I, if it was? A, I know. What if it what was? A, what if it touched. was a pole that they put? They they put it there for the movie. But it only. wasn't a pole. If That'd it, be different. If, if they replaced the whole thing, then yeah. I think that's what they did. No, because if it was a, like if it was a pole that they put there for the shoot and then took it away, that's different because that was their pole. It's not like it was. Like I'm a pole sorry, that's been but there for... Will Farrell, after being on SNL and living in Manhattan, should know not to eat things off of the subway. 
Uh, but also, like, the amount of royalties he's probably getting from this movie, it's paid off. Like, he's set for the rest of his uh, life. Yeah, I feel like any, any, like, Santa Claus, any of those classic Christmas movies, like, if you get it, you're, you are set. That's why Bob Newhart did it, he said. He's like, it was, he said, I knew this was going to be a movie that was going to be watched every single year. Um, number three, the scene where Buddy and fake Santa fight was filmed in front of a green screen, and all the kids were put into, or all were put onto the green screen in editing. They were filmed separately from the fight. This was due to the fact that they had to film the fight in one scene because it was too hard to rebuild everything, and it was too dangerous having all those kids in the scene. Pretty good CGI. So a couple kids get hurt. Like, I remember, I mean, I, I have some stuff about, like, how he didn't really want to use CGI unless you had to, but I was like, that was not one of the things I was like, oh, that was CGI. Until they said, like, when you see Will Farrell come into the kids, like, when he's, like, screaming for Santa, mm-hmm. you can kind of see, like, the... Sh- like the Death perception isn't there. Mm-hmm. But I was like, actually, that's pretty impressive for 2003 special effects. So I'll give them that. Uh, number four, to shoot the Christmas tree in Rockefeller Center, production had to wait until after midnight and then only got four hours to get the scene because a professional skater was performing the next day. I never read this before, but apparently there were reports that James Kahn tried to have uh, the professional take the professional skater's knees out, taken have the knees taken out with a crowbar. And they said, those are not true. He tried to eye Tanya her. Mm-hmm. Why? Because I guess he wanted more time to shoot. Like, he was like, this is ridiculous. I don't think so. Okay, yeah. I think that might be the falsest statement I have ever heard. No, no, I said that's the rumor with the thing so they can shoot longer. I'm not saying it was true. I'm sorry. Four hours isn't enough, so let me destroy this girl's (laughs) lifestyle. They actually said the rumors of that are grossly exaggerated. He probably said it jokingly. No, he probably (laughs) also, he was in The Godfather, right? I thought he was like some character in it. But like, that's why I'm like, he probably said... I got to do something about this. And so we can shoot longer. And everyone was like, yes, he will kill her. He, <laughs> like, played, he did play. He played Sonny. Yeah. I was going to say, I thought he was in it, but that was like, I, when I read that, I was like, that was a rumor. I was like, what? Like the, who believed that? <laughs> I know. Right. And then number five is at pulling an office ladies here, pulling a time code at around 52 minutes and one second. When buddy is trying to catch up with Michael after school, you see them walking, like the camera coming down the street and you see a crew member facing his face against the door and he turns around because he thinks they're gone and then he goes he turns right back around and it's very funny because it's very it's like not even like hidden in the shot it's like blatantly in the shot but i thought that was pretty funny any other facts before we get into that i forgot i have some other ones that i'll sprinkle through didn't he actually eat the spaghetti monster mess he ate everything that he ate disgusting but okay he actually Apparently, they said, like, he got headaches from it and he vomited Yeah, because times. his blood sugar probably went through the so roof. So disgusting. You know what's so funny is, like, I was like, this is so disgusting while I was watching it. And she's like, I'd eat that. And I was like, you you literally just complained to me about how much sugar was in the vitamin water that you were drinking. I would I would <laughs> try the syrup and spaghetti with stuff. But he also had, the, like, the, the marinara sauce on top of it. Every yeah. single thing he ate was disgusting and that's coming from someone who eats an enormous amount of sugar no it was disgusting <laughs> but i would like to try like the syrup on spaghetti i don't know why i just want to see how it's it just tastes gonna, it's, it's literally just noodles with chocolate syrup well i mean people eat like noodles and butter so i'm like is it taste like a very sweet noodles and butter type situation like a lightly coated of pasta you're literally eating? a blank noodle with chocolate syrup was it, no, it was maple syrup oh maple syrup okay yeah. a blank noodle with maple syrup I don't know. It's like a little sweet noodle. It's like basically a fucking pancake. <laughs> but I you love want, pancakes. You want a sweet So it probably noodle? tastes fine. That's what I'm saying. I, until, but then I saw the, so, you see the red sauce and like then all the Pop-Tarts and cookies and that. Then I'm like, no, that's too much. But I would try just some maple syrup and noodles. Then do it. 
I don't have maple syrup and noodles. It's at a, the moment. You know, the thing is, is, you're talking about it like it's impossible for you to do it. It's like literally just go get some fucking Aunt Jemima's pork, put it on some spaghetti. We're going to go to break. We'll talk about the movie and when we get back. Oh, hi. Didn't hear you there. This is Amy. And Lexi. And we're coming at you from Confessions of Retail. All the tea. If you're a retail employee like us, then you know that there are some crazy, off-the-wall things that happen in your line of work. Join us every Wednesday while we spill all this hot confessional tea on the line of work known as retail. Everything from our own experiences to listener-submitted stories. And let me tell you, there are some crazy things that happen that even we can hardly believe. I know, right? You can find us on any major podcast directory. You can join us on Facebook, follow us on Instagram, you can follow us on Twitter. And if you have hot tea to spill, you can send it our way to confessionsofretailallthetea at gmail.com. We will see you in the confessional booth. Who the heck are you? What are you talking about? I'm Santa Claus. No, you're not. What song did I sing for you on your birthday this year? Happy birthday, of course. He's a liar. Let the kid talk. You disgust me. How can you live with yourself? Just cool it, Zippy. You sit on a throne of lies. Look, I'm not kidding. You're a fake. I'm a fake? Yes. How'd you like to be dead? You stink. I think you're going to have a good Christmas, all right? You smell like beef and cheese. You don't smell like Santa. And we're back. And we're going to talk about Elf. 2003. Major motion picture. Has it been almost 20 years? Mm-hmm. When was it The Grinch? 2005. I think that was 2001. 2001. That's my favorite Christmas movie. I almost included this list, but it's like Santa's only included like very little. So I was also, like... Also, I don't like The Grinch. <laughs> How do you not? I, mean, I love The Grinch. It is one of my favorite. It is. It is my favorite Christmas movie, and because it has the best Christmas song in it. I said in general, I because as I was watching these, I this is like in general, and this has nothing to do with the fact that we watched these before the Chris before the Christmas season really started. I am just not really a holiday movie person, to be honest. Like I just don't find them interesting. You only like the Lifetime ones, and right? I never really. I only like the holiday, which is like the least <laughs> like Christmas movie. They have some Christmas in it, but then they have other holidays. But, like, A Christmas Story is the only one that I really, really like, and that's just because it's a family thing for me. But in general, I just don't find holiday movies, like, really compelling or that, like, a desire for me to watch because if I know a movie is going to be holiday-based, I know the fucking story because every story is, like, literally the same. It's a very formulaic thing, so that's why I don't care for holiday movies. I've realized that watching them kind of back to back, I was like, oh, they're all sort of very similar in, in like story, but like I think in order to be a good Christmas movie, you have to like have a point of like some point to be like different or make it feel like you haven't seen it before. And like I've noticed that because like we I watch Santa Claus and I watch Elf. Then I watch Miracle on 44, 34th Street and then I watch you Santa know Claus. What? I want to see Miracle on 44th Street. Because oh. you said 44th, and oh. I want to know what's going on on 44th Street in Christmas. Okay, that was a bad joke. Yeah, okay. Erasing like, that. Like, cut. <laughs> cut, erasing that. 8th Avenue. Um, but yeah, because they're so formulaic, I just don't find them really compelling at all. Or like, I just find no interest because I'm just like, obviously it's going to be a happy Christmas at the end. 
But couldn't you say the same, technically the same thing about like, sla- like Halloween movies and slasher and like in their own little genre? Like I know, slashers. but again... I'm like, saying, but is that the same thing for you as well? I'm just curious. Yeah. Okay, no, well, I mean, actually, no, because sometimes they have really good twists. Hold on, I'm just going to say, here are some Christmas movies that have twists, and I want to know what you think. If, if they're all okay. horror movies, no. they don't count. Last Christmas. That was such a bad movie. That was movie. not a twist for me. I knew it literally from the very Even beginning. Even I knew it. Yeah. Oh, wait, no. These are just movies with twists. <laughs> What's the next one, Jimmy? <laughs> what is it? Serenity. <laughs> and Step uh, Fight Club. Okay, I yeah. Loved, I love watching that around the holidays. <laughs> Let's uh, rewind on that. Last Christmas wasn't really a twist. Like, I could see that from a mile away. Oh, no one else can see him? Okay. She got heart surgery. Woo-hoo. I didn't see it. So. It was bad. Um... I didn't think it was terrible. I thought it was cute. Like, yeah, slasher movies are different because there's different twists. So I, sometimes they can, like, change, like, your perception and everything that's really going on. So I don't consider that the same. Generally, they are formulaic until probably the last 10 minutes. Then, depending on how the good the director is or the story is, it could, like, literally be, like, fucking backwards. Like, everything you're like... Oh, this was all just a dream? Okay, cool, like, cool, cool, cool. Like, look at Friday the 13th. Okay, so kids are getting, horny horny teenagers getting killed in the woods. Big, big deal. Until it's not Jason, it's his mother. That's a twist. Yeah, so that's why I don't count slasher movies because they could change, they could be completely different. I mean, if at the end of the movie Santa Claus becomes a giant eating man-eating worm, then maybe, maybe we'll consider Why does that it? have to be a worm? Why can't he become like the Easter bunnies? No, I do agree with you that it's there because I I was like, wow, these are like they have the same like plot points. But I think in order to be because to me, like if you're watching a holiday movie, specifically a Christmas movie, and it's not a horror movie, it's going to have a happy ending. No, but also like I'd be upset if it didn't. But because it's it, like yeah. they all go through the same beats. They, it's that's why yeah, they go through the, they go through the same. That's why beats. like I never I'm like yes I need to see this holiday movie yeah 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 because I'm just like it's the same like no I agree with you I just feel like because I'm like when when you when I watch all these they all have the same beats but yet they all stood out in different points to me like they all had different things that stood out to me and I think if you don't have that then that's why they don't become a movie you watch every well, year. Well, yeah, but, like, for me, it's, like, those points, like, it's very rare for one to, like, stand out so much to me that I'm, like, yeah. Like I said, The Christmas Story is the only one that I watch. Does that ha- I, mean, I have never seen it. Does that have a happy ending? Yeah. Okay, I was just curious because I know it's, like, a very unconventional, like, Christmas movie. It is and it isn't. It really just captures, like, you as a kid wanting that one fucking gift and mm-hmm. trying to go, like, to such lengths to get that gift. And then you get that gift, and then, you know, sometimes you get that gift that you begged and bitched about so much, and it's not that great. For me, that was Super Scooter Shannon. I wanted Super Scooter Shannon so fucking bad. I have no it idea was what this, the fuck you're talking it was, about. Well, because it's a girl toy. Wait, is it like a doll that scooters? Yeah, or like, it's oh. a doll that scooters. It's a remote control scooter. I wanted it so bad. I used to come up with schemes to go to Toys R Us, and my mom would, like, literally grab it every time and just, like, check to see how much it was just in case it was on sale, but it wasn't ever. And she'd be like, nope, it's too expensive, not getting it. Then I finally got it, and I only played with it once because I had carpet in my house at that time. So I couldn't even fucking play with Super Scooter Shannon unless I put down cardboard so she could scooter around. My little child brain did not... Like, and my parents, I guess, didn't even, like, register it when they bought it for me because I wanted You had, so like, bad. no, like, hard service at all in your house at that time? No, it, we had carpet everywhere. 
Pretty funny, actually. So, like, I couldn't even play with this fucking thing. Like, literally anywhere, I couldn't at all. So, it was, like, literally, I, I played with her once. It was, like, such a letdown. And, like, when I look back, I'm like, I could have asked for so many better toys. Where Where is she right now? At the farm. Know. Probably gave it away. I don't You guys have never had a toy that you asked for really bad, and then you got it, and you're like, it's not that great. There probably is. Probably, but I can't think of I, it. I will always remember Super Scooter Shannon. You were traumatized a little bit, I can tell. When my parents are gone, what I used to do with presents, because, you know, I'm a little shit, and I want to see everything I got. I don't give a fuck about the surprise, like, back then. Mm-hmm. I used to look at every present that had my name on it and see where the tape was loose. Like, my mom didn't, like, completely put it down, and I'd pull it up and unwrap all the gifts, and then I'd see what I got, and then I'd wrap it up again. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> You guys didn't do that stuff on Christmas? I'm a big surprise person. He's a big I, surprise I person. I love to be also, surprised. Our mother hid it in our grandmother's apartment. So they'd be like, why the fuck are you up here? Now she gets a little lazy. When I was setting up for the podcast today, like What's I found like now? socks on the floor. And That's she's like, don't look in the bags. I'm like, mom, there's stuff on the floor. Like it's not even in the bag. But back to Elf. Where would you like to start? Should we start with acting? Should we start Ugh, with. I want to talk we... about Christmas more. I was going to talk about Zoe de Chanel, but I want to keep calling her Zoe Deutsch. So if I make that mistake, it's Zoe de Chanel. It's... You will just get say, yelled just, at. Just say. Zozo. Zoe. Okay. Emily Did you say Zodo? Zozo. Oh, no. Just say Zoe. Don't say Zozo. Or just say, what's her name in the Mary movie? Mary Virgin. Is that is her name Bergen in the movie? or Virgin? I think it's Bergen, not Virgin. Okay. What's her name in the movie, Zoe Deschanel? Ju- Julie. Jody. 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 Jo- 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 no, it's not June. Jody. I think it's Jody. So just Jody. say Jody. How do you, what, okay, was this her first thing? Like one of her is first? This the first I thing I've ever seen her in. It's, it, don't, did you guys think it was so weird how... I, maybe it's because she had blonde hair, but I was like, she just looks so weird. When she was singing in the she's shower blonde hair, yeah. and Will Farrell was watching her, it gave me Glee moments. Yeah. Glee? Like the, happy the moments reason, or like the no, show Glee? Yeah, yes, they gave me happy <laughs> moments. Well, no, I just... Uh, Jimmy, was, you're a little weird. The show. When you see Jimmy smiling by himself, he's oh, just he's, like, he's watching that one scene in Elf. <laughs> no, it's like, remember, okay, when Glee, they had that like special like preseason premiere. And the teacher was just watching the kid in the shower singing, and I was like, "That that was the is first episode so disgusting. ever." And I just never watched. I only watched one other episode, and it was very disappointing. <laughs> I'm moving on to Elf. Bat. I'm moving back to Elf. I like that. I just I feel like the very. I mean, it's a creepy scene, but like weirdly, it's a like. Is that what they sing? Baby, it's cold yeah. outside, and that's a creepy song. It is. It's a creepy like moment, but I don't know why. Like he's that's not a, watching her though. He's just sitting besides the shower. Then I'm just yes, but it gave me because Buddy like that's what I'm saying like like Buddy the Elf is just very like it's he doesn't way realize. worse in the year without Santa Claus. Let me tell you. Just hold on, we're gonna get to that in a couple weeks. Let's keep it with Elf. What were you gonna say about Zoe Deschanel? We got off topic with the shower scene, but he was not look. He's not watching her, just to be clear. But yeah, she was good. Okay, okay. Start. <laughs> I I think like Will Farrell. Do you are you a fan of Will Farrell, Jimmy? It or is it Adam Sandler you don't like? It, I don't like Adam Sandler. It depends on Will Ferrell. Kelly, are you a Will Ferrell fan? Yes. Okay, because I, I think Will Ferrell, he's like... From Elf onwards, I like Will Ferrell. Like, I'm, like I don't like he, old school. Okay, so like you just don't like old school. Yeah, okay. pretty much old school. I was going to say, that was the only movie before Elf that came out. I don't like out. old school. Like, I just don't know what it is. I think it's just too juvenile for me to like, like... See, I think that's why I like Will Ferrell, because it's like he's so juvenile, and it's like... But it works. It, it, he, it's like he can go on to be 60 and it can still work. I don't know how they're going to do it or when he'll go retire. But, like, I, I think he is literally the epitome of Buddy. Like, he, no one else could be Buddy the Elf to me. Could you? Not with, not someone with that, that much, like. Kid. Without making it too juvenile. Like, yeah. I was going to be like Josh Gad. But the thing, Josh Gad would actually make it childish. As in, like, 
made for children children and like you wouldn't get that adult really funny like what the fuck is this bro he doing? make it like oh like he'll be like kind of like Olaf where it's like there's no brain it would like, actually be like a children's film like I feel like Will Ferrell had that fine line of like he knew like Buddy was a person it wasn't just like a mindless like he had he's feelings self, he's, he had he's self-aware in the fact that this is an adult fucking man who thinks he's a fucking elf who grew up in the like what you would think of someone who grew up in the north pole and like and like who actually like straight up like does not realize that he's like really fucking weird no in yeah the eyes of a normal because person. in the north pole it's like everyone is he's the outcast so it's like he doesn't realize that like that's a weird thing yeah because it's it takes a really certain person because we saw it kind of fail with noel with Anna Kendrick being an elf. I can't. I I mean, once again, never saw once again I'm very biased to Christmas movies. I love Christmas. It's my favorite holiday. Th- that's that, why, like, that movie took a weird turn, and you know it. What was the turn again? When she when they when they put her in the mental hospital. But once again, though, but but like what? That's supposed to be a children's do, movie. Yeah, but like, wouldn't you like that makes sense with the story though? But it went way mental hospital. Like it wasn't like oh look you're you know when Buddy goes to the doctor and was like, it like uh, girl interrupted mental hospital? Yes. She I was, feel like she was in Scrubs in a fucking room. I feel like if Elf was made today, though, they would have. They probably would have done the same thing. I do feel like that. Yeah, but the thing is, is like there's a way to do it where it's like still like kids, like oh my god, she's like in the hospital, but like her, it was like like she was in like a legit like mental ward that you put like people who are like in danger of harming themselves. Well, she was saying she was an elf, but no, but okay, I know harming I, I, themselves. <laughs> okay, but back to Will Ferrell being like the only person to play Buddy, like. It's just some actors can only play some roles. Example, Will Ferrell in Eurovision. That could not have been pulled off by anyone else and then still also be like, I kind of dig it because he was serious. He does seriously like it, right? We were surprised that he could sing. And I was like, oh, like in the shower scene where he's singing with Zoe Deschanel, I'm like, I, for, I, I feel like people forget that he can that actually I, sing. And I was like, oh, I should have known that because like this scene. He like, also sang in Step Brothers. <laughs> no, but like that one was like a. Over but the he, top one? No, but he was actually singing well still. No, no, I know. But like this one, like just the casual, like back and forth singing, very like, there's no like spectacle with it. Mm-hmm. I'm like, oh, wow. Like his voice is actually, you think of Will Ferrell, you would never think he can sing. I don't know why. It's almost like Adam Sandler. If he ever sang beautifully, I'd be like, what? But like, I should have known based on Elf that like he had what it could take to sing. That I went back, literally, I was the, when I was watching that scene, I was like, I should have known that he can like hold his own. <laughs> Not be good, but hold his own. That's what I was thinking. But what, but, but what I mean, when I bring up Eurovision, I mean, like, with Will Ferrell is that he can do these so ridiculous characters but still bring, like, a kind of seriousness to them that makes you, like, take them sort of seriously. Because, like, Eurovision, like, Will Ferrell wasn't making fun of Eurovision. No, not at he all. He loves Eurovision. I think that's why I got bad Rotten Tomato scores because people thought that without even watching it. Well, but It didn't get that bad. It's in the 60s. I think, but that's why it wasn't high. I don't think that's why people weren't like loving it. Oh, yeah, it. yeah. But that's why I'm just like, you know, like, he didn't make fun of Eurovision at all. I mean, yeah, it was ridiculous, but it's like the music was actually really good. No, yeah. And like he didn't hear, didn't make fun of like having that belief in like Christmas spirit. If you want to like, be a ch- be like a child, an inner child, sort yeah, of. I guess that's what I mean. Like when Will Ferrell does like s- movies like this where he's playing such an outlandish characters. Well, in most of them. Let's like, be honest. That's I'm, not taking, movies. <laughs> I'm not taking wedding crashes or anything, but he like, but ones where he's the lead in them, he does, he's not making fun of these people. It's just like, he's playing them. Like even in daddy's home, it's like, okay, like he's playing like the, like the square, but it's like, he does something that's like you don't feel like he's actually making fun of them. Like he's taking them seriously. Like these people exist in the world. Yeah, I, I think he's, I mean, like I actually this might be a very big statement, but I, I thought he should have gotten like at least Golden Globes for Elf. 
I thought he was very good. Didn't he? No, I don't think it, this got really anything. I thought him particularly, I thought the movie itself, like, now that I'm thinking about it, at first, Santa Claus might be my favorite, but re-watching it, I might like Elf better. Because Elf is just such, like, a... I think because of Will Ferrell, you have a smile on your face. Uh, Santa Claus is a little more darker, which I'll, I want to get into when we talk about that. But, like, I feel like Elf is just such, like, you feel so... F- like, I remember seeing the theaters, too, because I saw... I saw... was it? Scary Movie 3 and the Elf around the same time. And I was terrified of Scary Movie 3 at the time. And I was like... Because of all the ring stuff. And then Elf, I was like... I'm oh, embarrassed for you. <laughs> oh, a breath of fresh air. Okay. What? What's with the face? No, I just wanted to go see... Um, he's only been nominated twice for a Golden Globe. It was uh, Stranger Than Fiction and The Producers, which he's saying in. Oh, my God. Yeah. But then I just found so. out he produced um, Hustlers. Oh, wow. It was Gloria Sanchez. Adam McKay and him. Yeah, he yeah. does... Um, he does a lot of very. He did book smart too. No, yeah, I, I think surprisingly, I I think Will Ferrell because sometimes he can go over the top and he can go like like Adam Sandler. But I but feel he's not annoying. Like Adam sometimes Sandler. doesn't do no, the stupid voice. No, I know, but some. I, yeah. But sometimes Will Ferrell in his movie. I'm not saying this one, but in his movies, I think Wedding Crashers get, is like the one where like where he's he was, in. Yeah, he's in such a character that it can be like okay, like I'm, it's 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 played out. Like you've done it for the, a while. I think the worst one for Will Ferrell. Like in which he was leading was get hard. I hate that. That's movie. what Kevin Hart, right? Yeah, that was terrible. Yeah, and then like, but then, but also Will Ferrell does. Now that I think about it, like, does go back and forth to like serious and um. He's capable comedic. of doing very serious roles. Yeah, I I think it's also like we know that Will Ferrell is capable of doing dramatic roles. I mean, like I know Adam Sandler. We all know it too. It's just. I no think if Adam medium. Sandler, he just, I think he just enjoys being an asshole, like being stupid on, like making movies that are stupid because to him that's fun to make. They might not be fun to watch, except I love Uncle you know Gems. The, it's, but I think it's just because like. That was his when, only exception. When Adam Sandler does stuff, minus his stuff when he was in the 90s, which I love because that's my favorite Adam Sandler era, which is obviously when he blew up. But it's like he always has to make, now when he does comedy, he always has to make a character. And it's like, ugh. I, I do enjoy his non-character movies than his character, but in in the same with Will Farrell, except for I guess Buddy is a character technically. Yeah, Buddy is a character, but, but he the does thing, that fine line. Yeah, he really does a fine line, which is like a testament to him as a comedian. I do, I do think that. But now, Kelly, I purposely put this in my notes because me and you had this conversation. Jimmy, you weren't there. I'm sorry, you weren't during Big Night. You weren't with us, so no one missed you. But um, <laughs> I did not say anything. <laughs> I'm kidding. Neutral. Are you like pulling all the wires off the table? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Throw everything table off flip. the table. Um, me and Kelly were mentioning how like the supporting characters, like they were just there. Mm-hmm. Do you remember? Okay. So literally I read online that John Favreau wanted and like wanted actors who can like ground Will Farrell, but also like they're not as comedic. So he looks more comedic. And I'm like, that's how you build the supporting characters. Like because- Mary Steenburgen? Mm-hmm. You, you shut his name this episode, Mary Steenburgen? Uh, Mary Steenburgen is a great actress. I, no one said didn't she didn't finish Zoe's extraordinary place. No, I didn't. Which is disgusting. But no one's she's saying she's not though. But what I'm saying is, yeah, that's... like why are you acting like we're we're like like shitting on her. No one is. Um, but like he, that's how that was his approach to all the, like the the side characters. And I remember mm-hmm. us having, I, a... but I, wasn't Amy Sedaris like very funny in this? Yes. Not as no, she was not what you actually didn't know she's if it was not. her at first because she's very tamed down to what I, she I mean, usually. I knew is. that was Amy. I know that's Amy. Her Zedaris. voice. <laughs> I was like, wait, is that her? Because now that I've seen her, Peter she's, Dinklage, Will Farrell was like the 
his jokes really like, every five seconds. I don't think Peter Dinklage is funny. Like I'll be, I'm gonna put that up there. And I like Peter Dinklage, but I don't think he's funny because every time he does a funny role, it's like weird. I think it was he's better, more dramatic. I agree with you. He just pushes it too much. But that's what I'm saying. Like Big Night, there was a lot of things that I read that I was like, Big Night should have done what John Favreau did because there was even like other things. There was other things that we talked about that I was like, that, see, they did that. They did it right. And like here, it literally was like, this is how you can You don't just cast people to have people. To, to have your story longer. Like, yeah. he built it and he approached it so it enhanced the movie. And that's what we literally we were saying. Mm-hmm. I guess that was last week. Yeah, it's the last week. I, I'll, I'll still say it. Like, I don't understand how it's one of the greatest food movies. Neither do I. It's just, I feel like it's, honestly, it's a movie about nothing, to be honest. No, I know. That's why I had to bring it up, too, because I was like, we literally had like a 10-minute <laughs> long conversation about, like, just the side characters. Check out our big, oh, sorry, Jimmy, but you weren't in this episode, but check out our, <laughs> check out our Big Night episode last week. Hopefully you watched it last week. Um, at the end of our food month, but we're in Christmas now, so we're trucking along. But did you like who? Did you like not like any characters in the movie? Like, were there any actors you were like, eh, like I could take them or leave them? Peter Dinklage. Yeah, but I, f- I mean, I guess like, but you know, I feel like you need to have that character because that was like the wedge. I well, I guess there's a couple wedges between. No, Walter I mean, but and... it's like you could have literally picked anyone, a short actor. You oh, so you're saying the anyone. you're saying the the actor, not the character. Yeah. Oh, okay, okay. The kid. <laughs> He was a little annoying. He was. He wasn't. No, for kid actors, he wasn't bad. I thought. I thought he was. He did his job. He had He's some funny no jokes. Jacob Tremblay. I'm just saying. I want to talk about. I was reading like how different this because this guy like who wrote it wrote a spec script and I think just like sent it around, and like John Fa- they sent it to John Favreau and like he did tweaks, but like apparently like when in the original script all the other elves were making fun of Buddy, which I thought would have been like terrible because like going into New York it would have been like a totally different character. During the scene where it's like the um the little local news thing trying to see if like Santa Claus was in Central Park, it was supposed to be like much larger. It was supposed to be CNN, dozens of cops surrounding Central Park. Cops were supposed to be shooting at Buddy. Buddy was supposed to be shooting back at them. I'm like, this movie could have been actually terrible. And then there's there's a scene apparently where Buddy jumps off the Empire State Building to get into a helicopter. That's why I say Will Farrell and John Favreau like this is the reason why the movie's so good because John Favreau tweaked it into the movie it is and will farrell delivered what he brought but yet they don't like each other so which is unfortunate i did like i always love um when buddy is leaving the north pole and he and there's the fucking character yeah bye buddy bye mr narwhal hey honey your dad buddy like i just like love that's all john favreau the little characters because they said that they really wanted to uh make the movie kind of like old christmas special yeah what it's Bankin and Raskin, the that's the company that made like the Year Without Santa Claus, Rudolph, all of them. I think it's Bankin and Ras and Raskin. <laughs> I'm trying not to say Baskin Robbins. <laughs> like Rank, what? Rankin Bass. Rankin Bass. Yeah. No, but that's what that was my big thing. I think which I. But they said they purposely made it that way because they wanted to emulate those older movies from that company and how they. Used and I to think make they them. did a great. I think like watching it, I think that's what. Like what we were saying before, like there's like that one thing that kind of stands out. It's it could the plot points are all the same, but bringing the North Pole part and having it almost be like a, like what happens if a character from this movie came into the real world? The sets look almost the same. The costumes look the same. They ha- they they purposely had stop motion. Like they didn't have to do that. They could have done like animated things. Do you know who did the stop motion for that for this movie? The um. Shiito Brothers, the people behind Killer Clowns from Outer Space, because they have a stop motion production company. Ah, interesting. Yeah, I was like, two very different movies, but it's just like good in the sense. Elf is just a great movie in the sense that they honor the material. That and it's also like you know the way they wrote the characters wasn't anyone making fun of Buddy. It's just like 
this is a weird dude. Well, that's what that's what I'm saying. Like it almost was that, and I'm like, there's no eh. villain, which I love. I love a movie where it's like the it doesn't have to be. It can be about the characters, not about like the like nowadays. Like everything has to have a villain, and I'm like, you don't have to. Yeah, because it's like you know, if the elves were mean to him, then it was kind of like ugh, like of course. But then it's like no, elves are nice people. Like mm-hmm. you know, it keeps also that Christmas spirit that like they're good people. They want to work as a team. They it's just Buddy's not good at it because he's not actually an elf. Yeah, and I I think and I like like just li- like. Even, like, I, just the little details they put into, like, just the North... I wish they... I mean, I think they had more North Pole stuff, but they cut it. Like, they had, like... I think they had, like, hockey scenes and stuff like that. They had a lot more in the North Pole. And, like, literally, like, it just felt like I was watching a live-action version of one of those, like, stop-motion uh, Christmas specials. I wouldn't say that. Because, no, just... I mean, like, it, it really, like... It, they did... The detail was there. Because, like, the sets looked like... It wasn't, like... The North Pole looked like the North Pole looked in a lot of those movies. The costumes weren't like the ones you see now the the the, it wasn't like one big workshop like a lot of them do nowadays like it had the little booth like um, the little like cabins Mm -hmm. and stuff and then they had little little tiny touches of like modernism they're like because they were having a class on like the process chip or whatever which i kind of thought was good to have because it is 2003 and that the iphones no that's not the iphone was there any phone at that like cell phone at that point yes there were cell phones phones like little it was the flip phone at that point yeah but i liked how they included that because obviously in 2003 there was technology there was these like well yeah but it's also being realistic like no one's asking for a fucking jack-in-a-box for christmas but they have those because that's why i like the little funny but i like the balance like they 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 they, because that's why i want like a lot of (laughs) the extra sketches (laughs) i would love to make a movie where it has the the like the like the the classic essence of like these movies, but like more in the like in the present day. And I think the ones the movies that are coming out now, like Christmas Chronicles, are trying that. I like the first one, but the second one was terrible. But they're trying to be too modern. But like I want them to have that fine line to have like classic story mixed in with modernism. But. No, I think the problem with Christmas movies today is that they're trying to be too formulaic. There's nothing special. Also, about no, them. everyone's doing CGI, and, and they they're become all their own like big mess. they're all like garbage Lifetime movies. I do like no, I do like the the only one I can think of mo- like recently is the first Christmas Chronicles I do like. The other, I, that's the only one I can think of. Okay, but like that also has terrible reviews too. The first one didn't. The second one did terrible. Like it has terrible reviews because it was terrible. But I thought it was like in the sixties at least or seventies. It's not. A, it's not a classic. It's probably but it, just me because I hate those things. <laughs> it's not a. Cl- like it's this. definitely not a classic. Also, well, this isn't. I was going to say, what's the one with the Kristen Stewart recently? Happy Season. Happy, Happy season, season, but that's totally a different, Ooh, Christmas, that's that a totally different a, Christmas movie. That is a good movie. That's You know what? I got to watch that this year. That's yeah, like be I my... literally just put up Christmas movies from 2019 and they're all fucking Lifetime movies. Yeah. It's Lifetime. all like a Christmas Prince, all that <clears throat> Do you know a, a, what's the Vanessa Hudgens the movie? The Princess Switch 3, yeah. Yeah, it's out. I think that's also the problem why there's not a lot of Christmas movies, movies in the theaters because Lifetime just like dominates and they're like i don't wait people are just gonna go stay at home but and it's watch also that. like people can't think of anything like clever thing like people are not coming up with clever enough or original oh, agree, enough yeah. ideas for it to be like yeah let's put this in the theater like what was that horrible one that we watched last year jingle with jangle music? you didn't like oh my god i hated jingle jangle so much and that was such a long movie I know you liked Jingle Jangle. I didn't like it. I thought it was that it wasn't was terrible. Horrible. That was the music. So I thought horrible. was catchy. Bad. But that's what I'm saying. I, I feel like the last Christmas movie I saw in theaters was like Christmas with the Cranks. Like no. mine was last Christmas. Oh, I watched that one. With, well, mine? no, I mean like with like um. Well, I guess that's Christmas. I don't know. Do I? Well, yeah, it's about her. That seems more like centered. It was she just a story a around. Show. That's true. That's I mean, true. I mean she you're works right. in a Christmas store. You're right. You're right. I also liked with this movie. I liked. How they kept it small scale. I think if you would have gone 
grand, it just would have fell apart. If you would have flashed back too much to like the North Pole and like put in like, oh, his dad and his and like stuff, it's just like now it's too much. Did they even flash back until nope. the end? That's what I'm saying. I think that was perfect. I think they bookend with the North Pole. But that's what I'm saying. Like the fact that they were like, okay, the North Pole's done. Like we're not going to do the whole thing where it's like his family misses him or like Buddy has to go back and like stuff like that. It's like no, like we're not going to do that. It's not necessary. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, like this one, yeah, definitely. It took. It, it had didn't a lot of overcomplicate the, tr- the plot. That and they didn't have like the. It had the Christmas tropes, but like they kind of excluded some of them. Like they didn't have like the whole like. I need to go back to North Pole. Like, he didn't technically... He didn't actually... I mean, he goes to visit, but at the end, but he didn't technically have to... I have to go back to my family. It was like... I liked well, how... Yeah. he had a family in New York City. <laughs> no, I know. I'm, <laughs> I'm just... sorry. I'm just, like, laughing now when he wrote his goodbye letter. He's like, and I'm super sorry. <laughs> I stuffed 12 cookies into the VCR. <laughs> Ooh, that's dated. VCR. Uh, but I remember when he was doing that, I was, like, laughing so hard. Because it's like, you know, little kids used to write... I used to write letters to my mom, my parents when um I got in trouble. With an Etch-a-Sketch? No, not an Etch-a-Sketch. Oh. Like, I used to draw a picture of my mom and then, like, write a letter. Like, I'm so sorry that I did this. I'll go live in the garage for the rest of my life. And I used to like, I used to, me and my brother used to do it all the time. We used to like fold up the letters and then we'd throw them in my parents' room while we watched from like the living room, like behind the couch hiding. And she'd read and she'd be like, okay, come in. And then be like, okay, I'm sorry. And I'd like, I'll go live in the garage. And she was like, you don't have to live in the garage. But like, he's like, I'm so sorry. I ruined all your lives. And I'm really, really sorry that I stuffed 12 cookies into the VCR. I was laughing so hard. Like I was like, I was like, this is the funniest line to me. And then when the, the, like the whole like rate dad, the radiator, there's, there's a spooky noise coming from the, it's a radiator. No, I don't. Oh, it is. Okay. Okay. Bye. I love you. Love you. Dad. Bye. I love you. Call you in five minutes. No, 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 buddy. Okay. You call (laughs) me in five minutes. Okay. 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 I'll call you. Bye. Love you. I don't know why, buddy. Like now that I'm thinking about it, like. Reminds me of you, Jimmy. I don't know why. Because Jimmy does that stuff. That's what I'm saying. That. That's why I'm like, especially the, and I, the, our opening clip, and I'm singing, and I, I love you, I love you, I love you. I feel like Jimmy would just randomly do that. <laughs> like your son was like, Jimmy, go sing right now. I don't <laughs> like the revolving doors, though, so. But that would have been you. You would have thrown up. But I wouldn't, I don't go in them if I don't have to. Well, because like. <laughs> I stay away from them. I that's do the one thing I won't do as buddy. do revolving doors. But Did you like, go ice skating yeah. like Buddy? How does he go ice skating again? Normally. Okay. <laughs> but would you go ice skating is the question. No. I go, I've, I've gone ice skating. We hate ice skating. You together hate ice skating? Or as a whole as a... <laughs> it might hurts my feet. It hurts and then you get like the blisters. Favorite? Also, I was just like, whoa, Will Ferrell? Like, because he used to be an athlete and like you could see how much of an athlete it is because when they were doing the snowball fight and he does the sidearm yeah. jump, I was like, yo, like that's a really good throw he just did right there. And that shows someone who knows how to throw a ball. And I liked how they filmed. I mean, I know they didn't do all in New York, but I liked how, like, you can tell they were in New York, which I think helped the movie, too. But I also, I didn't realize, I was reading that this was, like, John Favreau was, like, unknown at this point when he made this movie. I was like, no, he wasn't. They said he was virtually, like, not that well-known. I think he had read Swingers. Did yeah. that, was that, was that, was that like, like he, Swingers was, like, what, 2000s, like, 90s? 96. He wrote Swingers and was in it. But he no, was, but he hadn't, I don't think he had his breakthrough. Not yet. directing wise. He wasn't like, this. Was, he wasn't on the map as a director. Because like, I like how, I know, I'm starting to notice now, he's very big on like, whatever movie he's doing, he does what he's doing like, to the extreme. He does, he makes sure it's it's good. Like, Lion King, he made sure that technology, Jungle Book, he made sure that technology was like there. Mandalorian, he like, did his, this new stuff with like, the, 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 What's it called? They use that big, like the state stagecraft or something. The, the, and with this, he said, like he, 
they wanted him to do like CGI with a lot of stuff. And they like, he was like, no, like I'm doing forced perspective for all the North Pole scenes. And like, he said, like he didn't want to use CGI cause he thought like that would have at the time it wasn't there yet. And it would have made it not as timeless, which I actually agree with. But then like the forced perspective, the amount of work they said they went into it. Cause I was watching clips of that movies that made us. I think they did it. Was it recently they did an episode on that? I think last Christmas they did it. And like, he, like literally they, like they said, like the studio was like saying like, you have to stop it. This isn't like, was it's it Warner taking Brothers too much time. Universal? New line. So I think it's Warner brothers. And they're like, it's taking too much time. He's like, no, like we're well, getting, we're doing this. It's going to work. How you know how Warner Brothers <laughs> likes to. It was on HBO to, Max, so you should have known it was Warner Brothers. You know how Warner Brothers likes to, you know. Tinker? Tinker at their movies. Well, they, they almost took out the whole scene when he's in the office with, um, with, uh, his dad, which would have never lived to the mailroom scene. Like those scenes are great. Like, what do you, when he's drinking the coffee and all that, like, how do you cut that out? They're like, no, it's has to be shorter. Like, it's an hour and a half. What do you want? You want it to be five minutes? Like, Yeah, but you you do know why they wanted it shorter, Because right? more times it can play. But an hour and a half, it can play a decent amount. You you have an hour and 20 minutes. You can add another showtime in there, Matt. I don't think you should have to do it just because of money. If it needs to be more, it needs to be more. But that's a whole different different discussion. A lot of the... I thought John Favreau did a very good job, and I think this put him on the map directing-wise. Yes, directing-wise. Directing-wise, yeah. Because, like, yeah, I was reading all the stuff they did, like, and he... They, he fought for the stop motion in the North Pole for all the characters. Like, everything he fought for is why the movie is, I feel like, has that charm to it. Did anyone catch that line where, like, the like the 50-year-old guy is saying he's 26 in the mailroom when they're laying down drunk? Yeah, I was like, why is he saying that? He's so fucking old. They're, apparently, he wasn't supposed to be cast as that. And they're like, oh, yeah, he was supposed to be something else. And that got cut. And they're like, oh, be this. And this, once again, the studio was like, you need to cut that joke. It doesn't make sense. And John Favreau was like, no, it's funny because why would he's drunk. Why would he be saying he's 26 years old? Warner Brothers, man. Yeah, that, that, that is a weird joke. I don't like it. Warner Brothers is right there. He's drunk. I know, but like it, that, it, the joke is just weird. I bet you if I never said it, you would have never even realized. You would have been like, oh, it's all right. That's possible, but you, yeah, made, it, you made me think. Okay, sure. Okay, we're moving on to the game. Win, lose. It's win, lose, drink time. Are you guys ready? Yes. Yeah. Quick rules. Three questions and a bonus question. You have to scream, shut up. If you want the attention to get the question. Why can't we scream Merry Christmas this year? Scream Merry Christmas, Jimmy. Oh, wait, what did... Scream Santa. Scream Santa. Like, buddy. Um, and Can then... I practice? Okay. Um, maybe step away. I'm trying to think how to do this with the microphone. Yeah, like that. Santa! Yeah, if you want to do that every time. Or you can just scream Santa. It's either one. Um, and then the winner doesn't have to drink. The loser has to drink for each question. Number one. This movie was largely inspired by what Christmas classic? A. Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer. B. Santa Claus is Coming to Town. C. Frosted Snowman. And... Shut up, Santa! Santa. Jimmy, I guess. Rudolph. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. Number two. Who was not rumored to play Buddy the Elf? A. Jim Carrey. B. Chris Kattan. C. Chris Farley. Ready? And now. Santa. Santa. I was tied, so I'll give it to Kelly because you got the rest one. Is it? Wait, hold on. Isn't Chris <laughs> Farley dead <laughs> at this point? But Chris Kattan. Ding, ding, ding. You're correct. Number three. The four Central Park Rangers are sp- are supposed to represent what? Krampus? The devil? Or the four horsemen of the apocalypse? And Santa. Go. Santa. Santa. Jimmy. Four- I mean, hey, Kelly, sorry. The four horsemen of the apocalypse. Ding, 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 ding. Oh, I thought it was going to be Krampus. Like how I added that? I thought you were... I, I added that for you. I love Krampus. I added that actually just for you. Bonus, let's just see who gets this. 
Buddy and Joe. Oh, it's Jovi. That's um, Jovi. That's her name. Josie. No, it's Jovi. With a V? Yeah. Like the bank? Are you sure? Yeah. It's Jovia. Oh. Well, I was like, bank? What, is, what movie? What bank is called Jovi? But okay. Buddy and Jovi's baby name is Susie. Who is it named after? Buddy's stepmother, Buddy's wife, or Buddy's mother? Santa. Buddy's mother. Correct. Kelly won. Santa. Kelly, congratulations. Wait, 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 wait. You did a great job. It wasn't named after Mary Sternberger? <laughs> Jimmy, you didn't drink any sips. One sip. Two sips. Three sips. <laughs> Spit it out over the microphone. Okay, so now it's time to rate the movie. Matthew? I will give this a nine. Kelly? Eight. I'll give it an eight. 8.3. 8. 8.3. 8. Woohoo. Makes sense. We're higher than I think all the critics. We're, we're higher everything. Yeah. Now, aren't you a little surprised though the audience is a little low? No. No, no? because some people hate Will Ferrell. Oh, that's true. I forgot he's like an Adam Sandler. He's and controversial. People, but people do love Mary Stewart. Were we 8.3, so. you said? Mm-hmm. We're not as high as the critics. Critics at 8, 85. So oh, my God. We're right there. Such so close. Amazing. Now let's end out the show with our MVPs and LVPs, most valuable player and least valuable player. Uh, Kelly, what do you want to be for MVP? MVP is Buddy the Elf. Jimmy? Mary Steenberg. (laughs) (laughs) I will give it to Buddy the Elf as well. LVP, Kelly. Peter Dinklage. That disgusting sweetness pasta thing. (laughs) I will give my LVP to... I didn't really care for the two writers. They kind of annoyed me. So I'll give it to LVP. Them Andy the LVP. something. I can't remember. Andy Serkis. Not Serkis. Um, Andy Richter? R- Andy, Andy Richter, Richter and the other guy. They just were, they were too much. They were too much. That is Elf, everybody. Um, we are going to continue our Santa Claus is Coming to Town month with Miracle on 34th Street, the Santa Claus, and the year without Santa Claus. Guys, we will see you later and enjoy your magical Christmas season. Goodbye. Bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. You can hear us anywhere you listen to podcasts, and we want to hear what you think, so leave us a review. Give us some likes on social media at Pop Poor Review. Click around www.poppoorreview.com. Become a member of our Patreon page, patreon.com backslash review for exclusive content and drink recipes. And one last thing before you go, make sure to check out the Titan Media Collective and Titan Cast Network. Enjoy the rest of your Movie Monday. That was a Titan cast episode.